to Healthy and Happy, a program sponsored by the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFM, your education and your wellness station. We have a wonderful program in store for you this week, so please stay with us. I'm your host, that is Jonas Murphy. Rejoice in this Welcome back to another episode of Healthy and Happy right here on NCUFM, your education and your wellness station. Of course, it is a beautiful day to be alive, and I'm in studio once more with Lamar Nicholson. If you were tuned into the program last week, you would have heard the beginning of Lamar's inspiring story. Lamar's an author. He's also what I term an overcomer. Yes, he didn't allow the challenge of being diagnosed with Crohn's disease to affect his output or his outcome in life. This young man has been sharing with us the opportunities that existed early in his life, but we also heard about some of the challenges. Lamar, just for the benefit of those who were not tuned into last week's episode, could you just share with us what happened early in your life to cause this dramatic shift and to lead you to pen a book? Yeah, at the age of 15, um, I'd have just started Six Farm at San Diego. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just took gravely ill and gravely ill very, very quickly mm. uh, with a boil condition and I would later come to learn that it's an inflammatory bowel condition Mm -hmm. and inflammatory, you know, that does not sound good. And, you know, by the time we got a name, which Mm -hmm. was six months after my initial symptoms in September 2003, Mm. the name was, you know, Crohn's disease. And that diagnosis just shattered me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it shattered anyone else as it Mm -hmm. shattered me. The only other person that it would have shattered in that manner was my mother. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for those of you who are listening in, you know, the exact cause of Crohn's disease, it remains unknown, you know. Some speculate that it has to do with the immune system. Some say hereditary in nature. But really and truly, it's not known. So Lamar just ended up with this at the age of 15. Life was about to start for you, Lamar. You're about to step into sixth form. And, you know, step and show off your white shirt and your, your green St. Jago, the best school ever tie. And mm. life just changed for you. What did that do for you? What did it do for your family? Um, it's just devastation, you know. I think we would have all had hopes for, you know, what I could have delivered mm-hmm. um, in the years to come. And all of a sudden it became very, very uncertain. Yeah. It became even more uncertain if I would even live and... That was the reality. I was essentially fighting for 15 years Mm -hmm. to live Mm -hmm. while also trying to build a life. Right. So your faith was shattered at the time. Of course, you couldn't understand why God allowed you to be going through this. You couldn't understand why now, you know, at this particular point in your life. Academically, it also had several implications because as you shared with us last week, you now had to spend an extra year in sixth form. You had to teach yourself certain subjects. And we're talking about CAPE subjects like, uh, well, math mathematics you mentioned business yeah. communication and what was the other one again um economics it was economics right yeah. but we fast forward and today you are a policy analyst at the bank of jamaica what happened obviously something happened it don't sound like the same person right? <laughs> it doesn't how, it how, doesn't. how does almost dropping out of university turn into translate you know, to being a, a policy banker. analyst yeah i I think I found that out when I was actually writing the book because mm-hmm. 
reliving all of that and you say, wow, did I really do this? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it really made no sense that I was really fighting. Um, it really made no sense that someone that weighed that little, that had all of these pressing symptoms, unable to, being unable to enjoy your youth, I could not go certain places. I could not have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to find alternative ways of having fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd be, you know, almost chained to the bathroom, mm-hmm. having to bear ridicule whatever came about by that mm-hmm. because a complex disease or a compl- complex diagnosis mm-hmm. can often lead to complex misunderstandings. Right. And that is not really through the fault of the people that are misunderstanding mm-hmm. or the person that's being misunderstood. It is just something that happens. Right. And that is why we need to have talks like this, you know, mm. for people to get into the space of, of actually being more open right. to people that are different. And right. I feel like I was always different. I will not say weird. I always feel that I was different. Mm-hmm. And people that are different are often look, looked on differently. Right. And that sometimes is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned not to really judge. Mm-hmm. Um, before, I would have looked at people and said, boy, this and that and this and that. Mm-hmm. No. Because you have had the experience of being judged I've had and it. ridiculed. Sometimes, sometimes God put you through things to make you understand yeah. things and to understand yourself. And one of the things you were sharing last time we met last week was that um, persons would just come up to you and ask if, you know, you had just some very way out medical condition because they, see, yes. they saw you go from a size 36 waist to probably a size 30 waist in a mm-hmm. matter of Within just days. Yes. Lamar, I'm sitting and I'm listening to this inspiring story of yours. What words do you have for somebody who is listening right now who may be struggling with their own illness, um, probably having received a diagnosis that is life-changing for them, um, just in a very tough situation right now? What words of encouragement do you have for that person? And, you know, that's, that's just a good part of this because I wrote The Limit Does Not Exist, and that's the overriding message. The limit of life does not exist, and... It's not only applicable to people with illness, but mm-hmm. it's applicable to anybody with any sort of challenge, and that is everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's applicable to old, young, rich, poor, everyone, mm-hmm. because we all have our crosses to bear in life. And I'll just, I'll just like to say, you know, nothing is promised in life. Everything is earned in life. Mm-hmm. And you have to approach life with the idea that you have one life. Let's just make the best of it. Mm-hmm. And that's not only from a personal standpoint but in terms of the impact that you have on people mm. because that is very, very important. It is, it is not enough for you to accumulate riches mm-hmm. if your soul is dirty. Mm. You have to also look for your fellow man and treat them accordingly. You treat people as how you'd want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And that is very, very important because I saw firsthand how people treated me Oh, mm-hmm. I did not want to be treated. And I'm guessing, too, you would have known your true friends, right? Yes. Oh, oh God. Mm. That that goes without saying, you know, you see the people that stick by you mm-hmm. or the people that, that judge you for the weirdest things, you know. Right. People judge you by, and that's another thing I picked up, mm-hmm. people judge you by their parameters. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done this and so and so and so. Not understanding that it is coming from another place. It is coming from my own unique perspective, my own understanding of life, my own experiences in life. And if I have, let's say, an aversion to taking photos, which Mm -hmm. is a real thing, Mm -hmm. and it is something that (laughs) I've had to work on for such a long time. Yes, even selfies, I'm just saying. 
well, I've always been, okay, <laughs> my friends, yeah. my friends have always been taking <laughs> selfies, but you know, I was so afraid of, you know, showing my body. For so long, I was, I, I, I didn't even want to look into a mirror. Mm -hmm. I would get dressed without looking in a mirror because I just didn't recognize that person. Mm -hmm. I was more on the, I was more on the heavier side. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, getting onto the muscular side. Mm -hmm. Someone that is athletic, playing right. cricket, etc., playing football, mm -hmm. track and field. Those mm -hmm. are my favorite sports. And to essentially just run up into this roadblock and know you look like mm. you have never a totally eaten. different people, person. People, yeah, people say you're anorexic and mm. those things hurt. Mm. And people would wonder, why is he not taking this picture? Is he that he, people say you're shy? You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it does it a lot to your self-worth. I don't want to say self-worth mm -hmm. because in no way I felt like I was diminished as a person. Mm. I just feel like it can be very, very lonely and isolating being misunderstood. Let's talk about that period of loneliness you went through, um, that period of isolation. You're changing before everybody's eyes. You're changing before your own eyes. Life is different. You now have this disease that confines you primarily to a bathroom. You feel alone. God seemed to have deserted you based on your words last week. So how did you deal with this period of loneliness? What did it do for you? Bed and bathroom. Um, mm. The bed was my refuge. Um, the, the bathroom was my captor. Mm -hmm. um, it was tough because I would not even sleep at nights. Mm. A lot of nights I'd hallucinate. I'd be basically crawling to the bathroom, crawling mm -hmm. to the bed while everybody else is sleeping. Mm -hmm. I'm knocking on my parents' door, you know, mm -hmm. to come and help me because I'm in so much pain, mm. and I feel and I feel guilty. Mm -hmm. I feel guilty for the fact that I'm interrupting their sleep with my misery. Mm. And it, it, all of those years, um, I, 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 I look back at them with pride, but also, you know, with a lot of, a lot of, a lot of sadness. Mm -hmm. um, there must have been a period of time, too, when you felt as though your dreams and aspirations for the future were shattered. Did you at any point believe that you would not be able to accomplish your dreams? Um, well, looking back, you know, yes. Um, well, first of all, my first dream would have been to represent West Indies. Um, <laughs> in cricket? Yeah, <laughs> I had that dream, you know, and maybe my son will, but... Don't lose it, don't uh, lose it. Yeah, I felt like it was impossible, but I love to be underestimated, even if it is by myself. Mm -hmm. um, I really wanted to prove to myself that I could, I could make something out of this, you mm. know. And that was essentially what happened when I finished my, my undergrad degree in um, a double major in economics and math. Mm -hmm. I said to myself, let's challenge yourself again. You can't work. Mm -hmm. That's obvious. You weigh 110 pounds, Lamar. Nobody's going to employ you. Mm -hmm. But what can you do for yourself in that time? And my mother was always against it, you know. As mm. a mother, you know, she's, she's very, very protective. Tell me about Even it. Even as an older one, you know. <laughs> and I said, Mom, why, why are you constraining me? Why this, why that, you know? Mm -hmm. Every time I would I would go on, I would start another phase of my life. If I started mm -hmm. undergrad, if I started my master's degree, if I was to go after Delaware, I'd, it was just before I left the hospital, mm -hmm. and I'd always try to defy all of that. And I, f I finished the degree, and I say, you know, it not make no sense. You stay home. You this is work. undergrad. Mm -hmm. So let's just let's just go on. You know. So you went on to do your master's program. Where did you do it? What was it in? Um, I did it at, at UWE again mm -hmm. and in economics. Okay. and um, So that's where I saw the career coming and taking shape. Okay. 
And how was that period for you? Because you, you said undergrad was a, a a drug, to say the least. It was, you know, terrible at the beginning, but you, you were able to complete your program and you graduated. Was it first, second class? And that's another, and that's another lesson, you know. I had to resurrect my GPA from less than one mm-hmm. at the end of the first year. I went to summer school mm-hmm. and first year of undergrad. And I just progressively got better as I progressively learned to 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 essentially navigate the campus with this illness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I tried to learn from the mistakes of the past and 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 tailor my own learning to my own circumstances. Mm -hmm. And I just realized that, you know, you're gonna be in extreme pain for more than half the time. Use the other time when you're in only maybe a six out of ten pain. Right. And and just make the best of it. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't have as as much time as the others. But mm. and don't judge yourself by the others because I was not able to gather the four point O's and the three point six that mm-hmm. other people were mm-hmm. doing. But you know, and and a very good friend at work, no, he he also imparted that wisdom to me. You should only judge yourself by your own circumstances, yes. your own barometer. And yes. in my mind, that almost upper second class honors that I got. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it was a first class honors right. because I I gave absolutely. The odds everything to it mm-hmm. even define my own expectations of getting an A in a math course mm. I, I I I really wear that as a badge of pride and and that is just the ultimate testament to the fact that really the limit does not exist wonderful you were about to tell us about the master's program how was that period for you while studying again the same thing happened mm-hmm. um First year, I I was up against it again. Mm. I went into that program saying I could get a distinction because why not? Mm-hmm. I I finished undergrad getting A's in every course mm. straight across, and I say I I can just continue this. But then I, I hit up against the same problems, you know. I I just came out of hospital again, and was thrust into this new environment again. You know, different expectations, um, different different paradigm, different structure, etc. And first year again was difficult. Um, I got one A out of the six courses, and for me, you know, that was just that just ruled me out of a distinction. Right. But I said, you know what, I'm just gonna finish the second year mm-hmm. as well as I can. And this time, I I I only didn't get an A in one course. Mm. And again, I just had to learn from my mistakes. And the first step in in learning from my mistakes is first acknowledging the mistakes. Right. And I didn't try to make excuses because mm-hmm. it, it's easy. I, I, I did that early on, you know. Say, boy, it's because I'm sick, you know, make this happen mm-hmm. and this happen. Mm-hmm. I said, no, Lemar, no. If you do that, you'll always be mediocre. You'll be always average. Mm-hmm. And don't let someone say that, you know, you did well for someone who has Crohn's. Mm. At the end of the day, it should stand on its own. You did well because I'm not Crohn's disease. I'm a normal person. Yes. I did well regardless. I did well for anybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I can well, look back at the grades and say, yeah, you did well. Where did this motivation come from? Because you see, what you have, this this willpower and this drive and this tenacity to pursue uh, irrespective of what happens is not something that everybody is gifted with. Where do you believe that this came from? A supportive family, perhaps? God it's, himself? It's, it's, a, it's a combination. It has to be a combination, you know. It is my personality. To, mm-hmm. to be very, very determined. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that from even a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the, the support system. As I said, my support system is phenomenal. And I also had my brother. My brother was, uh, by this time, you know, following my footsteps. And yes. 
younger, he had said, younger you know, or older? My younger brother by three years. Okay. He wanted to eclipse what I did. So I'm saying, I'm going to set the bar for him. Mm-hmm. He wants to get better better grades than me, fine. I want him to get better mm-hmm. grades than me. But I'm, gonna, I'm not going to give him a low bar. Right. So you have to work for it, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that combination, and on, not only that, but my own aspirations. I could, in all of those years in bed, I, I too had goals. I you know I visualized a world where I was healthy, mm-hmm. working you know probably married all of that stuff. And I said you know I'm always at the, at I'm always working towards that. Mm-hmm. And I'm imagining a world where I I somehow get out of this hole. And mm-hmm. but often we we tend to say you know we want to get somewhere without putting in the work. Right. And that, that's the whole point, you know. Yeah. You have yeah. to put in the work. Well, we're learning so much from you, Lamar. You have put in the work and God has, of course, been the central and pivotal factor in your life. The protagonist of this really is the Lord God Almighty. But if you're just tuning into this program, you're listening to Healthy and Happy. It's sponsored by the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on your education and wellness station, NCUFM, 91.1, 91.3, and 91.5. This evening, we're having a discussion with Lamar Nicholson. He is an author. He is just an inspiring human being, an overcomer, one who believes in pushing irrespective of his circumstances. And of course, if you've been tuning in from the beginning of the program, you would have recognized that he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease from an early age, 15 years old. And, you know, just looking forward to beginning life, you know, as a sixth former at St. Jago High, but plans didn't go exactly how we expected. Nonetheless, he persevered. Lamar, let's go straight into your book. I kind of want to give our listeners a synopsis of what to expect without giving them too much. That's why it's a synopsis, you know. But in your book, you had shared several lessons with your readers, several lessons that your illness has taught you. One of such lessons is, and I quote, we have the courage and mental strength to wage great internal and external battles. The inner resolve, you say, is often activated by necessity, need, and desire, or better yet, a combination of all three. This is absolutely profound, but could you expound on this for me, please? And you know, I don't know where I got all of that wisdom. <laughs> Inspiration from the Lord. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's what I was saying, you know, while writing the book, I mean, I was at an absolute low mm-hmm. without getting too much into it, but... I felt like some, because I would have stepped away while I, while I was writing and really looked at it and said, who is writing this? Right. You know? mm-hmm. Who is really, really writing this? I'd been honing my skills as a writer in many different uh, fields, you know. I'd have, I'd have done JCDC, creative writing competition. I'd have done international essay competitions. I'd have done football writing. Mm-hmm. And I'd have done technical writing in my capacity at, at Bank of Jamaica. And... Mm-hmm. I felt like it was just everything coming together. All of the people that I consider mentors, all my parents, my family members, friends, you know, you can always learn from anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's why my scope of, of, of friendship or people that I talk to is very, very wide, you know, because I've, I find myself learning from very, very, you know, varied sources. And a lot of the quotes are stuff that, you know, I would have picked up on is, are things that people would have said and I mm-hmm. put into summation, you know. 
but I for me that ne- that combination of necessity, need, and desire right. was was right at that moment when I got sick. You know, mm-hmm. as I said, I was I was meandering along to just a a, a good life. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really really pushing myself to the maximum, and I felt like I needed a challenge for that gift to come out. You know, and I'm I'm sure that I would not have written a book if mm-hmm. I was not if I had not taken ill. Mm-hmm. And so you can see really, really good things can come out of bad. Yes, indeed. Know? Indeed. Take us through the, the process of putting your book together. Um, so, of course, it started with the experience, but the actual process of completing it, so it's now written, publication, etc. Yeah, so I, I wrote the book over five months. Um, mm-hmm. Luckily, I five had time. Five months? I had time. I had the time. <laughs> yes. Without getting too much into it, I had the time. Mm-hmm. I had five months. Uh, between March and July 2018 mm-hmm. to just fully immerse myself into the process of writing a book. Right. And I was writing a book while learning how to write a book. I've what not, do you mean by that? As I'm, in you've never written a book before? Yeah, and okay. it's a, your first time and it's not like I would have had a whole cadre of experience. examples and mm-hmm. not only not only examples but experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would not, I would not be the biggest reader of novels because I don't, I really do not have the time. Mm-hmm. I, I love to read but my reading is more in a professional capacity at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I was coming into my own once writing it because I was conceptualizing it as I wrote it. Mm-hmm. And, but I really had really good source material. Right. I had a really good story mm-hmm. and I had years and years of experience that I didn't know that was being accumulated to this right. um, end, you know. Mm-hmm. So God was preparing you for exactly. what was to That's come. That's the point. Everything happened at the perfect time that it was mm. supposed to. Mm-mm-mm. So uh, publication now. So you wrote it in five months and then afterward, how did you get a publisher? I mean, a publishing a book is costly too. Mm-hmm. How do you approach that? And destiny, you know. It comes back to destiny, and I, and I attempt to define destiny quite a few times, you know. Destiny, we all have some destiny to claim, mm. but the thing is you have to claim it, mm-hmm. and that's where the work comes in, you know. We all have something, some some really good plan for our lives, and people wonder, you know, why why this not happening for me, this not happening for me. Mm-hmm. But again, my, my support system is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I would have had a friend that I also worked with um, in my first intern at the bank yes. that I told him I was writing a book and he said, all right, let me do your thing. And once I completed it, I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give it to him. Mm-hmm. He can see, just read it and tell me what you think. And mm-hmm. within no time it was done and say, you know, this is amazing and I know someone, I'll, I'll, I'll forward it to her and, and I'll let you know what she thinks. And again, within no time, she was done with it. <laughs> and say, you know, I love the book. I'd love to meet him and yes. all of that. And that turned out to be Pelican Publishers. Mm, wow. So now you have the first, I should say, book that you have published. I'm not even going to say Definitely your own book because it's not going to be the last. It doesn't no. sound like it at I'll all. Begun, <laughs> I've begun the second. <laughs> and this one, you think it will take you five months too? Or? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. But, you know, um, Lamar, we're going we're gonna to wind down just how we began the program. Earlier, I asked you to provide a bit of um, inspiration and encouragement for those persons uh, who may be going through their own challenging periods at this point. But some of you may just be tuning in. So I'm going to ask you once again, Lamar, there are persons who 
are now tuned in who are battling illnesses of all sorts. There, Some of them are confined to the bed. You know what that feels like. Whether you're at home in a bed or in a hospital somewhere, many of you listening to us right now, you lost the use of some limb, some part of your body in the split of a second. It has hampered your life, seems to be giving you a raw deal. You know, for one reason or another, some of you, may be tempted to ask God the why question, the why me, why now, why this. What are your words that are of reassurance, of comfort to our listeners this evening? Yes, I know it, I know, I know it might not seem logical to you, or mm. I know it might not make sense, but you know, life is funny. Life is unpredictable. Life mm. is ever evolving. Life is changing. And we are all individuals, seemingly inconsequential in the grand scheme of things, but mm -hmm. it is just important for us to play our part. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are all individuals in one country, one collective, and it is for us to play our part by giving our absolute best. If you're in a hospital, you know, in a hospital bed, mm. sick in home at bed, you know, or trying to find the student loan payment, mm. you're failing your course at you, you're at UTEC or NCU, and you, you're wondering what is next. Mm -hmm. You know, look at my story. Look at something that is impossible that became possible. Mm. And that became, pos became possible through just perseverance and yes. stubborn will, you know. <laughs> we all have it in us. Mm -hmm. It is not that I am special. Mm -hmm. that, that's not the takeaway from today. I'm not special. Mm. We are all special, mm. which puts us all with the capability of doing great things. We are all capable of great things. It's just for us to claim that destiny. And it is really, really good to converse with people, to have people in your corner. Yes. And that, that comes about by having the sort of personality that endears you to people. Mm -hmm. And we have to, you know, first work on ourselves and mm -hmm. the, the rest will fall into place. Yeah. You are an inspiring individual. Of course, listeners, he's written the book, the, the Limit Does Not Exist. And I promise you, this book, if you get it, it will transform your life. It's not just for sick people. This book is not just for persons, as Lamar said, you know, who are physically incapacitated or, or sick. It's for anybody who needs a boost of inspiration to move from point A to point B, to accomplish anything that you see within your grasp or even the things that you can't see. Um, quickly, how can individuals uh, get a copy of your book at this present moment? Okay, so it's it's listed on Amazon. I've made it cost-effective mm -hmm. in the in terms of Kindle. The Kindle version is $5. Mm -hmm. uh, the paperback version is $20. Yes. I'm, I'm considering lowering that over the festive period. Mm -hmm. I also sell books by um, by hand, you know, 2500 mm -hmm. And I work at Bank of Jamaica, so that is known. Uh, you could <laughs> you could visit my website, lrnicholson.com. All right, so slow down. Let's go again. lrnicholson.com. Dot com. Mm -hmm. And from there, you could order the book on Amazon or you can find contact details for me. Mm -hmm. uh, message me on social media media, anything. My social media is Lemedy Econ, mm -hmm. L-L-E-M-Y-T-H-E-E-C-O-N. And then we can just talk. No problem. And you, and can, you can also email me at mm -hmm. info at lrnicholson.com mm -hmm. and then we can converse from there. So if, if it is that you have someone that is going through anything, I'll be willing to offer whatever mm -hmm. assistance I can. No problem. Lamar Nicholson, I am proud to have met uh, the man of inspiration yourself. I'm talking about uh, <laughs> the St. Jago young man who 
San Diego, that is very, very important. Uh, right. <laughs> You're quite uh, humorous. But the San Diego young man, um, teenager at the time, 15 years old, diagnosed with Crohn's disease. It did not define him. And neither should the obstacles in your lives define you. Lamar, we're so grateful and thankful uh, for your presence on Healthy and Happy. You've been with us for the last two weeks. So we're going to set you free, you know. We're going to set you free to go sell your books. And we will continue to do our part in spreading um, the good news of what God has done for you. And just continue to be a medium to bring hope, reassurance, and inspiration to all. We want to thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. And God bless you tremendously. Thank you. Indeed. Listeners, we want to thank you also for tuning in to another uh, episode of Healthy and Happy. It is the last Saturday in 2019. We wish for you God's richest blessings and, of course, his grace, his peace as you go through the rest of this festive period as we transition by the grace of God into 2020. On behalf of our entire production team, Elder Vaz, our technical operator, and, of course, our entire communication team, I'm Adis Jonas Murphy, wishing you God's richest blessings and see you next year. There's a voice that cries out in the silence Searching for a heart that will love him Longing for a child that will give him their all Give it all wants it all and there's a god that walks over the earth he's searching for a heart that is desperate and longing for a child that will give him their all give it all he wants it all and he says love me love me with your whole heart he wants it all today Serve me, serve me with your life for now. He wants it all today. Bow down, let go of your idols. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He wants it all. There's a God that walks over the earth. He's searching for a heart that is desperate Longing for a child that will give him their all Give it all, he wants it all And he says, love me, love me with your whole heart He wants it all today Serve me, serve me with your life now He wants it all today
cries out in the silence Searching for a heart that will love him Longing for a child that will give him their own gift 